It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to another look under the hood with the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. It's late August 2019, and that means we're just over a month away from the start of training camp. The Fuel will take the ice on September 30th. They'll convene a couple of days earlier, and before you know it, the season will be upon us. The Fuel will play a pair of preseason games against the Cincinnati Cyclones Friday, October 4th at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, and then the next evening in Cincinnati at U.S. Bank Arena. And before you know it, that October 11th opener at Wichita will be right upon us, as well as opening weekend October 25th and 26th against the Cincinnati Cyclones. This is a special edition of Under the Hood. Fuel head coach Doug Christensen will join us and take a look at the offseason so far. Coach Christensen joined the Fuel in June and has been a busy guy. He's been putting the roster together as well as working in some USA hockey camps, working in the Blackhawks development camp that took place in mid-July, and he's getting ready to head to training camp both with the Blackhawks and the Rockford Icehawks before opening the season with the Fuel. So we'll get his insights on how this team's coming together in his first summer here in Indy. As of now, 12 players are signed to the 2018-19 roster. Also, we'll expect to see several players come from the Rockford Icehogs and Chicago Blackhawks, the Fuels 2 affiliates. It's a pretty solid roster so far. And since we were last with you a couple of weeks ago, the Fuel have made four signings. One, Keone Texier, a defenseman from the Wichita Thunder. As a rookie last year, he led the ECHL in power play points for a defenseman with 31. He also blew away the ECHL lead. 29 of those 31 points came as assists. He had 10 more power play assists than any other defenseman in the league last season. Had 46 points for the Thunder. Also, Craig Wismierski on the blue line. He played for Coach Christensen last year in Manchester. He'll be entering his fourth year as a professional. He had 10 points for Manchester in 27 games. Also played 34 games in the American Hockey League with the Ontario Reign and the Utica Comets. Up front, some championship experience at Darian Plouffe. He played for the Newfoundland Growlers last season, winning the Kelly Cup, and he had... 23 points with the Growlers. He also played in all 22 postseason games en route to their championship. Spencer Watson, a familiar face returning. He played three games at the end of the season for the Fuel. He was in the Los Angeles Kings organization as a seventh-round pick of the Kings, had played most of the season for the Manchester Monarchs, had 47 points, including 22 goals in 47 games. Also, he played in 12 American Hockey League games last season. At the trade deadline, he was traded to the Blackhawks organization in exchange for Matt Acapelli and, as we mentioned, played a, a trio of games for the Fuel at the end of last season. He's now signed an ECHL contract with Indy. So as things stand right now, seven forwards, some rookies, Carl Elmir from UConn, Jack Jenkins from Notre Dame, some players with ECHL experience, Darian Plouffe, Joe Sullivan, Spencer Watson, as well as Brendan Warren, the rookie, the first signing of the offseason. And 
the familiar face, the veteran Matt Rupert, the seven forwards on the roster on defense, Tim Shoup and Craig Wizimirski played for the Manchester Monarchs last season. Keone Teixeira in Wichita and Sam Tebow played for the Fuel last year. Charles Williams in goal also coming from the Manchester Monarchs and Coach Christensen's not done yet. Still, we'll see a handful of signings. And as we get closer to training camp, you often see a couple of big signings. And so we'll see what might come in the final few weeks before the start of the 2019-20 season. We're joined on this edition of Under the Hood by Indy Fuel head coach Doug Christensen as we're getting closer to the start of training camp and the start of the 2019-20 regular season. And Coach, you've been on the job for a couple of months now. What has the last couple of months been like as you've been building the roster and also just getting acclimated to a, a new franchise in a new city? Well, first of all, thanks again for having, having me. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's been a fun summer, a busy summer. Um, it's really come in different phases. Really, the first phase was an analysis of where are we, what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses, and then really, in, in a lot of ways, it was it's basically like being a farmer. You're planting seeds, hoping that some of those players that uh, you're building relationships and agents that you're building relationships will uh, come to fruition towards the end of the summer. Because as players weigh their options, they often take time. They want to uh, talk to different organizations. And so for us, it was staying in constant contact. And then, as you've seen, you know, we've got a lot of signatures recently. We're going to have a few more. And I, we've got a couple that uh, haven't been announced yet, but we're we're building the kind of team that we want and we're excited uh, with the group that we have so far. And I think the last couple of pieces will be great. You mentioned building the kind of team you want. It looks like a younger team than what we've had here uh, recently, but also a very skilled team with a lot of uh, high end players. Well, we're definitely younger. I mean, we said that in the beginning that we wanted to be a team that was young and hungry. Uh, when people come to the call scene, we want them uh, seeing a group of players that are committed they're excited, they're passionate, and uh, they're working uh, not just for uh, this season, but to build a career. And therefore, they're trying to make sure that they're having their best individual success built under the construct of our team. And for me, I think that's uh, what we've got so far. We'll have some more additions that I think can only add to that. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to add a couple veteran pieces, too, that you know, when the guys are in the locker room and they're looking for a little bit of experience, you might have somebody that they can go talk to or uh, somebody who's leading them by example, who's been there and done that. How important is it to have that veteran leadership? And you've signed one veteran so far in Matt Rupert, who's uh, returning from uh, last season. But how important is it to have that veteran leadership and to have those players just for that reason, not just on the ice, but also uh, the experience off the ice? I don't think that they have to necessarily be a um, a veteran per se. I think uh, somebody who's played in the league for a number of years has the ability to communicate and uh, connect with the players. They don't have to be 33 or 34, but I think having players who have, um, you know, been in the playoffs, who've been in playoff races, who played in the American league. Uh, I think that having those players there can be really helpful and and they're guys that you can lean on um, as a coaching staff to help implement your culture and your goals. And I think that we've done that so far and we'll continue to do that because I think that that's an area that um, can really 
be a big boost for us. How much different is this offseason, the last offseason? Obviously, again, first year with a new team, but having that year to learn the league and learn the players that you had in Manchester last year, has that really allowed you to hit the ground running as you're starting with Indy this summer? It does. I mean, there's no question that um, some experience uh, from last year to this year has been helpful. But, you know, coming to a completely new division, to a new team, um, you know, has its own nuances. And so for me, uh, I'm learning and I'm getting uh, more and more information on a daily basis. And that helps me with Indy and, and, and the recruiting pitch to Indy. But also it's really just about a collective vision. And whether you're in Manchester, whether you're in Indy, it's about uh, connecting with players on a personal level to try to help them in their career. And also to sit there and say, you know what, if you come to Indy at the end of the year, you're going to have loved living in the city. You're going to have enjoyed uh, coming to the Coliseum and you're going to leave a better player and having had a fantastic experience. And um, so far, we've been able to connect with a lot of really good players in that regard. And, and those players are coming to Indy excited uh, about the opportunity to not only um, improve as a person, but to be on a really uh, exciting team and a winning team. You had a couple of players uh, coming with you uh, from Manchester that they're familiar with this city because they played junior hockey here, won a championship here in uh, Joe Sullivan and Tim Shoup, but also a few other players you're familiar with uh, that have played uh, either with you in Manchester or uh, against you in the North Division uh, just describe that familiarity of having a core of players that know your style and that you're very comfortable with. Well, I think it's great. I think for me, uh, you've got an idea of what they're going to bring to the table. They understand how we're going to practice, how we're going to work, how we're going to prepare. So I think those things are really good. It's obviously great to have those players coming because they'll be able to uh, assist some of the other players early on and, um, understanding terminology or expectations. But at the end of the day, uh, they're going to have to come in and compete just like anybody else. Uh, just because we had them last year doesn't mean uh, they can't take their goals and assist from last year and apply it to this year. They have to start from scratch. They have to compete. And uh, we want to make sure that uh, we're holding everybody accountable and making sure that the players from last year build upon their success and at the same time are pushed by the guys that we have coming in weren't in Manchester or were in Indy last year so that we when we wind up with our starting roster it's the best possible roster we can have and one of those players that was in both Manchester and Indy last year was Spencer Watson who was a 22 goal scorer for you in Manchester and then uh, came to the Blackhawks organization at the trade deadline and split some time between Rockford and Indy what is it about his game that uh, allowed him to have the success he had last year in Manchester He's had offensive success everywhere he's been. He's an elite uh, offensive player. He's got a knack around the net. He, you know, sometimes we would just be watching the video and boom, next thing you know, it's in the back of the net. And that's not coaching. Uh, that's just a good hockey player being on your team. And uh, we were fortunate to have him in Manchester. And when he was traded, uh, there's no question it hurt us. Um, you know, he was a really big piece to our puzzle. Uh, we obviously got Matheson uh, Acapelli back, who was a great player for us as well. Um, but for me, Waddy was uh, a juggernaut, and I expect him to come in to contribute offensively. But one interesting thing about Waddy 
is I would say that he was the most improved defensive player on our team last year from the start of the season until he was traded. And he really generated a lot of his offense by tracking back and working. And he's got a good quick stick in the new and transition. He can be dangerous. And so um, I expect him to come in to be a, a key performer for us and a guy that will be knocking on the door to get himself back to the American League. Charles Williams is somebody that every former teammate of his I've talked to has nothing but great things to say about him, not just in his play on the ice, but also the type of person he is in the dressing room and off the ice. And how important is it to have somebody who is as accomplished as he is in goal as part of your foundation in that? Uh, he's obviously an A-plus uh, human being. We wouldn't have brought him here if he wasn't. He's the kind of guy that uh, players want to be with, they want to learn from, and uh, I think that he's the guy that uh, makes our dressing room better. We touched on that experience. He's been there. He can talk about the playoffs. He can talk about playoff races. He can talk about the ups and downs uh, of, of a season. And so he's a player, even though he's not a veteran, he's a player the players can look to and ask questions of, and, and he will make them better. And uh, so getting him, we obviously have a premier goalie there. We also have an outstanding goalie uh, potentially coming from Rockford. Uh, you know, there's obviously uh, a training camp to play out there, but I have every expectation that we'll have at least one uh, goalie from Rockford coming to us. And so I think that Charles and, and whoever winds up coming to us uh, will be a really good tandem and a, and, and a good foundation from which to grow. Yeah, the D group you have put together, uh, plus the players who will uh, be coming from Rockford, looks like a solid mixture of puck movers and guys like Tim Shoup. And Keone Texera is just an elite player in uh, the Western Conference in Wichita last year. And then a stay-at-home guy like a Sam Tebow, as well as Wismierski. Uh, what is it about that defensive group you like, and how is that going to be key in getting the puck and getting it up to the forwards and getting that transition game going? Well, Tim Shoup is an excellent skater. Last year, I believe he led the league uh, or less, led us in Manchester in the playoffs in plus minus. He defends well with the stick. He moves extremely well. Uh, I think that he's a player who was just starting to scratch the surface of what he can become towards the end of last season. Uh, you know, Sam uh, Tebow, I think, is a player that, again, you know, player's been a captain and junior, high character, high compete. You know, he's entering a crucial stage in his career and being able to work with him as a young, hungry, committed professional. Obviously, Keone's coming off of a really big year. He raised a lot of eyes. He finished top five in the league in scoring for defensemen. He's just 22. And so for us, you know, he's, he could be a really, really impactful player for us. Uh, we've got Craig Wizemirski, who is uh, six foot four, uh, skates well. He can chip in offensively, but really what he is, is he's playing against other teams' top lines. He's, he's tough. He can fight all the tough guys, but he's too good of a hockey player to be doing that all the time. Uh, he's, but he's a guy that can stand up for his teammates. Uh, he wore a letter in Manchester last year. And his leadership is by how he competes every day and how he practices. And, of course, uh, there's a couple defensemen who were on the team last year that we're going to keep working on and try to uh, bring back. And uh, I'm optimistic we'll be able to do that. When you add that to the players coming from Rockford, it can be a really, really strong decor and a decor that hopefully 
uh, continues to get better as the season goes on. And how much fun is this time of year? I know it can be stressful because, as you mentioned, you're recruiting as well as uh, a number of other uh, teams in the league, but the feeling of seeing that roster come together and the work uh, that you're putting in uh, coming to fruition as you bring players in. Well, I can tell you it's a ton of fun when you get them. Uh, it is a great day uh, when, you know, when you get a player like Keone to, um, to come or some of the other players that we're going to be announcing in the future um, to, you know, when Spencer Watson signs, it, it puts a smile on your face because you know, your hockey team just got better. Um, that doesn't mean that you get every single player you try to get, but you're trying to make sure that you're building a brand and people and agents and players know this is what happens when you come to Indy. You've got the opportunity to win. You've got the opportunity to play in a major league city, and you've got the opportunity to play in front of a great fan base while improving yourself and improving your career as a player. And, uh, we're doing that. We're growing that brand. And, uh, so it's a lot of fun on those days when you get those guys to sign on the dotted line because, all those hours, all those phone calls can be extremely rewarding. And your summer as well, not just in building the roster, but building your coaching staff as well. Andy Contois coming in as an assistant coach after a, a successful career in the United States Hockey League. What does he bring to the table and compliment you in uh, being the the coaching staff? Well, Andy obviously has played at this level. He's been an all-star at this level. He's won a championship as a pro. He's been an assistant coach for four years. He's worked with NHL prospects and draft picks. And so a lot of the, the trials and tribulations, a lot of things that go into a season, he's got experience not only as a coach, but also as a player. And so he'll be able to relate to the players, the, the, the good days, the bad. And he's young. He's hungry. He wants uh, to be a coach. He's uh, committed to the, uh, the community. And so for me, working with him on a day-to-day basis is, is going to be outstanding because we had a lot of really good candidates and he did an excellent job in the interview process and uh, has already done a really good job uh, in the few, a few weeks that he's been working for us. Uh, you mentioned the community. I know uh, you and Andy were out uh, serving milkshakes at the state fair last week. And how good has it been? How much have you enjoyed getting to know the community and uh, being able to interact with Fuel fans and other people throughout Indianapolis? Well, in many ways, uh, Indy's very similar to my hometown of Milwaukee in the fact that uh, great people, great sports town, um, you know, population is similar. And so the, just the way that people go about their day-to-day business, um, it's, it's very much of a homecoming for me, even though it's not uh, exactly where I'm from. It, it, it feels like home. And, of course, uh, you know, when you're at the State Fair, you got to make sure you're giving out milkshakes and uh grilled cheese and i don't know if it was a one-to-one ratio but we had to make sure that for everyone that we gave out we just had to make sure that uh, we tasted it because uh the food that we were giving out was really really good uh it was a fun day a fun experience and uh enjoy doing those types of events in the future talk a little bit about the relationship with the blackhawks and with the rockford ice hogs and that three-level relationship throughout the organization and how important that is as you go through this first off season well, it's extremely important. I'm fortunate to have a really good relationship with the Blackhawks uh, before I, I got the job here. And so in many ways, it's it's just picking up where we left off. Um, as, as I've known Mark Bernard uh, for probably almost 10 years, maybe even a little bit more. 
Um, and knowing then a number of the other people in executive positions or coaches. So that's a lot of fun. It's great to be able to work with them and learn from them and to be able to have the communication so that we have the best possible team. We're as prepared as we possibly can be. And I think that for us, being a part of the organization um, is something that we're really going to take very seriously. We have a tremendous pride. It's a and it's original six franchise. And uh, for me, uh, it's in many ways, uh, it's the team I grew up rooting for. So it's a lot of fun. With the Blackhawks, you were participating in development camp a couple of weeks back. And that's often an opportunity to get an eye not just on the players that are in the system, but also some potential prospects. I know uh, last year, Chase Marchand, for example, was very impressive at development camp and earned himself an American Hockey League contract really from that experience. How important was that? And just describe the experience at development camp, getting an eye on and uh, getting a chance to watch some of the uh, prospects coming up? Well, it was great. I mean, it gives you a sense of, you know, how do they skate? Um, how do they move the puck? What do they look like? What are their personalities like? Um, of course, from a coaching point of view, being able to learn uh, and spend time with their coaching staff and development staff was fantastic for me just to be able to be a sponge and to learn and ask questions and, and share ideas. That was a real highlight. And then, of course, you know, these players, they're going to, to whether it's the development camp, rookie camp, uh, and then eventually NHL training camp in Rockford, who's coming to us, who doesn't. They're going to figure that out as players. They're going to either going to make their spot or they're not. Uh, and we need to make sure that whenever and whatever players we get, we're prepared to make them better. And we're putting together a plan in place so that they can maximize their personal development. And seeing them at development camp was a really good start for that. You also had a chance to uh, participate in USA Hockey Camp uh, this summer with some of the junior players coming up. And your relationship with the United States Hockey League has always given you a pretty good eye on the junior players coming up, many of whom are now coming into the professional ranks. But what is that experience like uh, working with some of the top young American players as they get ready for international competition as well as their uh, junior leagues and in, uh, in college hockey? Well, for me, anytime you can support your country, um, it's something that I take great pride in and really enjoy and am and honored to do. I was really, really fortunate to be the head coach of the Great Britain national team and an assistant coach of the Great Britain national team. And there's something special about international hockey and to be able to uh, be involved in some of the selection process for an American team and to coach those players is a tremendous honor. It's something I take very seriously and was really en uh, enjoyed doing it. I also think one of the other byproducts of it is because you have all the top players there in the country, you also have a lot of the top agents. You have a lot of uh, the top Division One schools. And so you have an opportunity to speak with them organically, oftentimes about the players that you're coaching and the players that you have there. But then at the same time, you're building a relationship so that you might be able to sign a player uh, like Jack Jenkins because you get to see uh, the Notre Dame coaching staff uh, at the Select 17 camp or um, some of the other players that we've been in concert or in con constant talks with have stemmed from those uh, meetings in those rinks in Buffalo. And so for me, it, it serves a, a, a dual purpose. I have a tremendous passion for being involved in USA Hockey and, of course, it helps us from a fuel point of view because we get to build better relationships with colleges and agents, and uh, it's a fun place to be able to do it. 
And professional sports in a lot of ways are a relationship business. And you mentioned that a lot. How important is that in recruiting and helping land players? There's no question that the relationships help. I mean, I think that anytime you have to cold call somebody about a player as an agent, it's hard because not only are you selling um, indie, but you're selling yourself. Whereas if the relationship is already there yet, you're selling indie and you're selling the opportunity, but the agent or the player on the other side, they understand who you are as a person. They understand your character and how you're going to operate on a day-to-day basis. And so those relationships are extremely important. You're always building new ones. And, you know, you rely on the fact that, you know, when you do things and you do things the right way consistently, um, agents and players and coaches know that. And therefore, when you say, hey, you're going to come here and this is the position we're going to put you in, they trust it. And they're much more willing to sign on the dotted line. So for me, uh, those relationships that I, I enjoy, I enjoy building them. And then a lot of times it's a lot of fun to catch up with people and hear how their year was uh, or which players are going to have available and which ones we can try to get to Indy. You are bringing in a little bit of championship experience as well. And Darian Plouffe, who was part of the Kelly Cup championship team last year, you played against him and his team in the division. So you saw each other a lot uh, in uh, Newfoundland last year. But how important is it to have somebody on the roster that has recent championship experience, that knows what that grind is like and obviously has attained the goal that every team wants to attain? I think it's important. But I think the most important piece is for him as a player to recognize that that's a part of his identity and that's a part of his value. And uh, that's something that every single coach wants. And as he grows as a player and he has that experience, he's going to find that uh, the run that he went on is going to make him a better pro. It's going to make his teams better. And uh, it hopefully will help us this upcoming season as we get into that stretch and we get into those big moments because he knows what it's like to be up in a series 3-2 and how important game six is. He knows how important game two is after you're down 0-1. He knows how important overtime is. Those things are really important, but I also think it's really part for, important for him to take that as part of his identity and part of his value that he will have for every team he plays on moving forward. What is the next five or six weeks from here to the beginning of training camp going to look like? So this week we're really trying to get organized in terms of uh, training camp, making sure all the promotion schedules are finalized, making sure the doctors, uh, everything's done so that when we get to September and training camp starts, that work's done. It's just plug and play. We show up and we're ready. Um, We want to make sure we've got a couple players left still to sign. Uh, that we lock those guys up and we get um, those players signed, get any immigration needs done, and that everything is done from a team point of view. You never know who might shake out to you late, so we want to make sure that we're prepared for that as well. And then starting after Labor Day, we're right into a um, rookie tournament in uh, Traverse City, and the Blackhawks have their camp. Um, and then I'll be coming down to Indy. Uh, for a couple uh, events with fans and sponsors and uh, obviously meeting with the staff and, and getting ourselves organized, coaching in Rockford. And then literally we come right in September 28th. We've got our physicals and September 30th, we're hitting the ice. And shortly thereafter, we've got our preseason games against Cincinnati. So um, even though it seems like there's a little bit of time, it's going to come faster than we know it. I say with the NHL training camp starting up in early September, what is your role going to be with the Blackhawks as far as assisting in their camp? 
So for the the rookie tournament, I'll be on the staff there. Um, obviously, I'll do whatever Coach King wants me to do, and uh, and then in Chicago, I'll most likely be observing. And Rockford, I'll be on the ice uh, assisting uh, Kinger in in any capacity he needs. And hopefully for us, especially that you know we get a, a better sense of the, the three tiered system that you were talking about earlier in terms of implementing some of the systems that in most of the systems that they've got in Chicago and Rockford and now us so that a player who gets called up uh, they don't have three different systems they move up and they have a seamless transition and they're in a bit of position to succeed and if a player comes down same thing and so um, it'll be a lot of learning it'll be a lot of time uh, long hours but it's something I'm really looking forward to well thanks a lot for joining us on this edition of under the hood it can't wait until the season starts it before you know it, September 28th will be here, and we'll uh, see a training camp beginning here in Indy and another season right around the corner. Thanks so much. We're looking forward to connecting again soon, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. It's Indy Fuel head coach Doug Christensen here on Under the Hood. Lots of great things happening in the 2019-20 offseason. Before you know it, it's time to flip the calendar to September and then October, and we will begin the sixth season in Indy Fuel history. A lot of excitement building for the season. Make sure you don't miss out. Get your season tickets now. Call 317-925-FUEL or visit IndyFuelHockey.com to secure your seats for the 2019-20 campaign. Full season packages are available as well as a number of six packs of tickets to the most sought-after games on the schedule. So make sure, again, 317-925-FUEL to secure your season tickets or your six-pack for the upcoming season. Also, you can visit IndyFuelHockey.com. The home opener, October 25th against the Cincinnati Cyclones. It's going to be opening weekend, 7.35 p.m. on the 25th, 6.05 p.m. on Saturday the 26th. Really looking forward to dropping the puck on the 2019-20 season. Before that, though, the first time you get a chance to see the fuel on the ice will be on October 4th as the fuel take on the Cincinnati Cyclones in a preseason game at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. And we're so looking forward to that. Until then, though, we'll tide you over with a couple more episodes of Under the Hood. A couple of my favorite interviews from Fuel Games we'll share with you on the podcast. Also, a chat with a few former players as we prepare for another season. Thanks for joining us. This is Andrew Smith. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going Under the Hood with the Indie Fuel. For more... Keep visiting IndieFuelHockey.com.